Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs practical tools and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited to be here with you, and I have a very special guest for you today. Today, we will be talking all about tackling that to-do list. And for this, we have the pleasure of speaking with Lisa Norman. She is a former full-time working mom turned entrepreneur. She is a goal strategist who works with fellow moms to help them make more happy moments in the chaotic life by teaching a simple step-by-step process. Welcome, Lisa. Hey, welcome, or thank you. It's great to have you here. And we're going to dive into this right away. And I'd love to know about your journey and what got you to where you are today. Because, you know, let me just back up a moment. You have, I think in my notes, you have five kids? I do. Yeah. So you, you live in chaos. You know what it's all about. I absolutely do. And the story actually, um, where I came from and the chaos that I live in actually starts back a little bit before even when I became a mom and starts with when I was actually a daughter. Um, when I was a child growing up, um, one of the things uh, that I've learned recently to force or to kind of give you the background of what this is all about is that we learn by example. You know, like our moms taught us how to be moms and whatnot. And I was raised by a mother who had severe mental illness. Um, and, you know, as a child, you didn't realize that um, her anxious habits or her or how her depression affected how I learned to function as oh. an adult. Yeah. So um, growing up in that household, like everything we did was stressful. Going to the park was stressful because, you know, did we get the right clothes back? Did we bring the right things? Do we have enough water bottles? So this has kind of set up this concept in my mind, even though I knew as I grew older and had my own kids that I didn't want to have that um, type of stress in my life. I didn't really know how deep that was ingrained in me because Mm -hmm. that was my example. Yeah. Um, so I obviously set out to have this journey and I told myself, cause my mom and I, apart from her mental illness, our personalities were very different. I'm very, I'm a very loud outspoken person. My mom was a very soft spoken, you know, quiet, enjoyed her peace and her couple friends over and whatnot. Um, so I always knew I was going to be very opposite her when it came to being a mom. Um, and one of the things that so I, I guess I just took for granted that anxiety was going to be something that I never dealt with because I looked at it as, and I, this may sound horrible, but living with mental illness, I, I looked at it as, I'm just going to take a different mental approach to that. I'm not going to let the anxiety affect my life like you are. And I know there's so much more to mental illness. Mm-hmm. So, but what happened was about four or five years ago, um, right as I was expect, expect, expecting surprise number five. Um, so my first, my first two are of my husband's and they're in high school and college. And then we have two of our own that are elementary and then I have a baby now. Um, right when I was getting ready, when we found out we were having this baby, I was in a point in my life where working was an- anxious, going home was anxious. Everything in my world was crumbling around me and I could not shake this anxiety. Mm-hmm. I could not figure out what was going on. And I don't know, I, I can't even pinpoint what changed. All I knew is that it was now a permanent part in my life. And it gave me a lot of 
uneasy thoughts and just emotions about it because actually my mom ended up committing suicide eight days after I had told her she was expecting her second grandchild. So, and I was like at the same, like not quite the same age, but you know how like when you hit this, for me, it was always like, oh, when mom was 27, I do this. And I did this at 27. And you kind of gauge yourself when you, especially when you vividly remember your mom at the age that you are. Yeah. And I think that was what, what brought me to my ultimate rock bottom of like, there's more to being happy and having happiness in our home. Happiness is not something that you do. Happiness no. is something that you create from this, the purposeful steps you take. Yes. It's kind of, and I didn't realize that then. Like I knew, I guess I kind of in the background always knew that. So when all this happened, we had just a ton of life changes. Um, I was getting, my anxiety was so bad that I was actually getting fired from the job, full-time jobs that I was working. So we had the burden of like, should I stay home? Should I not? Do you add the extra costs in for childcare? So we, you know, we as a family were down this path that was back and forth and my health was just all over. So we basically, I just started Googling and doing all these things to figure out, you know, what is, um, what, what I can do. And we found like, I kind of, I'm not even sure how I stumbled across it, but at some point about, I would say six months after the baby was born, my husband said to me, it's nice to have you back. And I was like, well, it's nice to be back. And he was like, so are you telling me that this journey of figuring out how to put what in order is something that women don't understand? Like the struggle of like life balance and knowing, you know, is it important to put the laundry away first before I go serve (laughs) dinner? Or is it important to make sure the kid's homework is done before I, you know, go take a bath and give myself self-care? And I had to just laugh like you did. I I literally had to laugh and I had to say to him, no, women have no clue. Yeah. And the the funny thing is, is my husband um, has a background in process management. So he was like, well, it's just a process that you went through. And at first I was like, what? And he goes, no, let me show you. And he kind of stepped me through like, this is where I guided you through this process. And this is what he's like, you did it a little different. He's like, but you figured out something. And he's like, honestly, you have to share this with people because he's like watching you grow through this process and seeing our household life change drastically from me being able to say, okay, you know what? Take five minutes out. Let me just stop everything fell apart because, you know, I, the three that we have that live with us, I homeschool all of them. So none of my days are ever, I don't have a normal day ever. Yeah. Because if I'm not, um, if I set aside an hour to do something for my business and it happens to be when the baby's napping, then I guarantee you one of the kids is going to have a question with homework or, you know, or I'm going to get an unexpected phone call from somewhere or, you know, one of our family members is going to call. Like, so I don't have with the kids being home with me, I don't have that ability to do that um, time blocking where I can say, okay, from nine, from this time to this yes. time, kids need to be left alone so I can get this done. And that really frustrated me because I thought like, oh, well, other moms are doing it. They're, they're color coding their calendars. I love color. Like this <laughs> to be a great and wonderful thing. And it just didn't work for me. And what, what we kind of worked together, my husband made me realize is that sometimes when you are being a mom and you're dealing with kids and you're dealing with a work schedule and you're dealing with homework and you're dealing with staying on top of a house, there is so much just chaos from being 
that yeah. time blocking and saying, there's more to saying for the next two hours, I'm just going to finish the laundry or for the next two hours, I'm just going to work with homework because that doesn't work. So I've learned how to look at what I have to do today and prioritize it in a way that makes sure at the end of the day, my goals are done. Yeah. And I, and that in and of itself has created more self-esteem in me than I could ever imagine it. And it's really like, it's not a hard, like it's not brain surgery at all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's something that we as women, because of the way we are wired and the way our brains work, we don't, we don't know how to do that without, without having somebody be our guide. Yes. And we want to do it all. Right. So yes. Well, and we, and we have a hard time being like when you're sitting down, you know, to answer an email in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, well, Jade needs to be making sure she reviews her math. I better go type this email in the other room so I can watch her do her flashcards while Zach works on his states and capitals. And then I better make sure the baby has, is put down for a nap. And you know, like we don't ever be, and that, but that is an amazing part that makes us women. And that's a part that we need to be able to embrace, but there's a balance between embracing it and letting it overwhelm us. Yes, very true. And that's yes, and that is what that is what I've done. That is what I built, and that that is what I like. If I could have one message to a mom, you don't have to be overwhelmed because you have a chaotic life. It's yeah. not the chaotic life that is overwhelming. Like yeah. there's simple ways to get up and dust yourself off and move on. Yeah, totally. And I think there's you know I'm a mindset coach too, so I I always put the mindset into that where. You know, if you tell yourself it's chaotic and you, you know, your, your subconscious is believing it's chaotic, where if that it just is life and that's the scenario that you have today, it is just that and deal with it. And, you know, like I said, start prioritizing and figuring it out how to get through it versus oh. letting the word chaotic, you know, take you out. <laughs> well, and you know, it's funny, like the word chaotic, like I'm learning that it's not a negative word. No, for, for me, it, it literally just things, means right? that you're, yes, it just means a lot of things. But I think for somehow when, when you're not prepared on how to handle those lot of things that yeah. brings in overwhelmed feelings and yeah. then chaotic becomes bad yeah. and it becomes burdensome and it doesn't have to be, No, you totally. know, because I have a lot of girlfriends that are like, wow, I can't like you get so much done in a day. Like, I don't know how you homeschool run a business and keep your house like, and trust you, me, my house is always the, the lowest priority. We'll just <laughs> there. That's not my favorite spot. But if I knew somebody was coming over, I would make sure things were tidy is, you know, yeah. it's a living in home, but yes, that's like, I don't like finding that right space of knowing when it's time to unplug from what and that those kind of things. But the mindset part is huge in saying that, that chaos doesn't have to be negative. Yeah, very true. I, I get that comment a lot to myself, even as people say, how do you do it, Maria? And, you know, I, for a while, I just had to think, this is what I do, right? And it, I don't know if I've been, you know, over the years, just found that process that works for me, right? And I can just, you know, well, today is a good example. You can't, the people on the, you know, podcast aren't going to see this, but I have my to-do list, but I've highlighted what's priority. And I go down and I just you know, this has to happen before that. And I need to make sure this gets done because if that doesn't happen, it's going to be real chaos. <laughs> and the rest right. of it, well, that's going to have to wait till tomorrow when I look at my reality of it all, right? And so knowing that half of that's going to shift to tomorrow takes the burden off my brain. 
Well, and that's interesting. That that's so interesting, and you're that's so what I like what I've learned and what I've built into my courses is that there's a difference between what you have to do today mm. versus, and I like to refer to it the difference between a to do list and your weekly goals. Yeah. So what you're saying, and that, and to me, deciphering between the two of them, what actually has to happen just today so that my household stays running at the way my family wants it to be. And if that, yeah. that can look yeah. different for every family. Like oh, totally. For, you know, like for some families, that means that everything is picked up before daddy gets home. Yeah. Not us, but that's, you know, that's, a, yeah. you know, or, or there's certain expectations or, di or dinner is always at 530 in some households. And, you know, this is a time that everybody comes together to, you know, do yeah. this or that. And, you know, making sure that the to-do list, the first part of the to-do list is making sure you have everything done just for that day. And then it becomes less overwhelming. And then over time, as you start, I guess what I learned is as I started implementing, you know what? It wasn't so overwhelming to get today's to-do list done. And look, now I have like an extra hour. I was able to bump ahead and work ahead on something that, you know, before I figured out how this all works and what, what I need to do for myself, um, I would have never gotten that much done. Like I, I was just actually sitting down this week looking at like, you know, all the things that we do as entrepreneurs and behind the yeah. scenes. And I was like, I'm like really impressed with how much more work I get done in the same 24 hours. Yeah. And it's, you're, you're exactly right. It is a hundred percent on the mindset. And a lot of times we don't talk to moms and talk to them about mom mindset. And I think oh. that's, that is, is a huge, like, and honestly, moms do so many things that they need that mindset piece to help them understand that, you know what, it is normal to have chaos everywhere you turn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it is, that's the life you've chosen for the moment and it's yeah, okay. Exactly. You are and embrace it and, you know, take it on wholeheartedly. Don't let it take you out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because it's pretty easy for us to let it take us out. And it's also easy for us to believe that we need to do everything and serve everybody. You know, that's the basis of my own oh, program is that you don't have to do for yes. everybody. Right. And of course I'm self-care. So it's about putting yourself first and where are you going to fit in there first? Right. So that you oh, can serve and, more. Well, and the concept with self-care is when you're, and I think we've chatted about this before, the, the key part to self-care is that it's fueling you so that you yeah. can be a super person or a super mom. Like, so, yeah. so if you're, if what you're picking in your self-care regime is not making you be a better mom, then you need to take a step back and rethink your, your self-care choices. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you know, my, and, my definition of self-care is quite broad. So it's, um, yeah, it covers off a lot of territory. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, for me, a big part of that self-care to tie it back to my priorities is making sure that I get my daily to-do list done because that helps me yeah. know that the way that I personally gauge, you know what, today was a winning day in this house amongst all the things that fell apart and all the times we had messes or the, the baby was coloring on the walls or who knows what was happening in the chaos of, of life. At least I accomplished what I set out to today. And that, that is a huge self-care component for me as an individual yes and it's so important and it's it's hard to put in place though 
I've been doing a self-care oh. challenge with my group this week and it's, you know, you, it, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it can be really hard. And, but that's why, you know, I teach what I teach. Yeah. Well, no, self-care is definitely hard. And I think, I think for me, what makes it hardest is that it's a very personal thing. Like what yeah. would work for me may not work for you. Yeah. And what am I, so, very you know, yeah, yeah, totally. And now it reminded me back of, you know, one of my very first moments of watching an executive um, live self-care to the fullest. I was, um, it was in Florida. I was at their home. I was staying with them and it was two executives and, you know, it was, it was my family lived down there. So it was a family thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I don't know, eight thirty or nine o'clock at night. It wasn't that late. It was like a Tuesday night or something. Right. And uh -huh. the woman gets up and she's, you know, excuse me, I'm done for the night. Very nicely, graciously exits. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. <laughs> and right. her husband says, you know what? She has to get to sleep at a certain time. She's got a heavy duty job and she has a firm boundary on this. I was like, that wow, I, I respect that, you know? And I was like, I was a little shaken by it at first. Cause like, I've never seen somebody do that. Right. You know, my family would just party each all night long and, you know, wake up and you're all bags under your eyes. And yes. <laughs> but then you're not functioning at your highest, right? You're dragged to your next day, that, you know? Yes, and I watched so her and it's like, wow, this is cool. And this was like, we're talking 15, 20 years ago. And that was my first little like nudge into that world of extreme self-care, right? Well, and what's interesting about that, and that's kind of like a gauge that I use for um, the priority realm and then self-care is that in every kind of true self-care, if you stop and look at it, there's something that you are actually sacrificing. Yes. If you look at it from that, like, like so for her, she was she's willing to sacrifice being social after a certain hour because that was what worked for her. Yeah. And like for me, I'm a very big morning routine person. Yeah. Um, so I like to, I sacrifice sleeping in in the morning and I get up like at 5 a.m. and my kids yeah. don't actually probably start stirring till like 7.30. Isn't that a so I had, moment? <laughs> well, and you know what? I use, I use partial, I use the very first half hour, maybe that much for personal self-care, like yeah. just for me. And then I use yeah. the rest of it for work time. And yeah. me too. they sleep in even better. And yeah. that's, you know, but it's not, but I do sacrifice that. I sacrifice yeah. that like every, regardless, Monday through, or Sunday through Friday is what I usually do. I do give myself Saturday to sleep yeah. in. Yeah. But Sunday through, through Friday, I make sure that my alarm is set to go off at 5 a.m. And even when we were on vacation or even when we're yeah. doing things with the family, I still stick. I've, I've learned to stick with that. And that's a big part of the sacrifice of what, you know, and even with the time management stuff, like I'm learning now how to say, we don't have to be running 50 million places. Exactly. I'm going to sacrifice on this and move this appointment here and try to multipurpose our trips out and about. Yeah. So sure. that now I'm like, oh, I just literally, and the thing is, we feel like we create time and that is the most amazing feeling oh, totally. when you feel like you can create time in your day. Totally. I love it. I love it. And with that last little note there, we're going to jump into the next segue, but I wanted to ask if there's one important message you wanted to leave the listeners today before we jump into the uh, insight round. 
Um, yes, I did. I wanted like my biggest thing and the thing that like the one thing is that you can find your own self-worth. Self-worth is something that is hard for us to come across because we don't, there's not really a formula, but self-worth can come from completing to-do lists because you can, that, that little small action yeah. builds just enough self-esteem to start a ball rolling and that, that you do every day. And before you realize it, you can accomplish the life that you want and you can have time, you know, th- those extra hours to take your kids to the park and not feel guilty to yes, maybe totally. take a long bubble bath and because that's what you needed at the end of a long week and not feel guilty. Like that can come from literally competing and completing a to-do list every day. Like it, yeah. it doesn't have to be something, you know, that you read in a, a book. It can be something simple and practical. Yeah. Perfect. It's a great way to end on the segue there. Yeah. Love it. Um, so let's jump into the insight round here. Absolutely. And, um, I know you were, you know, we're going to take this one as it goes because yeah, we didn't get the email out on time. <laughs> yeah, It's been a long weekend. Um, so we're just going to go with this today and it's meant to be just fun and insightful, whatever comes to you. Okay. Yeah. So what was one mindset that's held you back in your life? Um, I think the mindset, if I have to be like full circle is that, because of my mom having a mental illness her whole life and me also being a surprise child in the seventies, which was not quite the same as, as it is today. Um, I never felt like I was good enough. Uh I was never, or I was always the problem for preventing her from living her best life. So knowing that, and that's why for me personally, that whole telling myself at the end of the day, I did a good job and I can prove it to myself. Yeah. I never, I didn't learn the value of that in my childhood. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, that wasn't something that was part of it. So that held me back probably well into my late thirties until I started on this entrepreneurial journey. When I realized like, you know what, you can do great things and you, you can make a difference and you can say, you know, this is what you went through. This is where you came from. And you are totally capable of doing this. Yeah, totally. And you are. Yeah. Just killing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and next up is one person that changed your life for the better. Oh, I'm torn with whether I do husband or dad. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I guess we'll do dad because it fits with the story of my childhood a little bit, a little bit more. And um, he was always the solid rock through this. And I vividly remember, um, I think, looking back, that's where I learned my whole, that shift, my mindset started shifting mm-hmm. on, I was capable. And I vividly remember, um, the days after my mom had passed when we were sitting around, you know, doing the family thing, whatever you do right after you lose a close family member. And I remember asking him, did you think you tried enough? Like, do you ever feel like we didn't try enough for her? Because yeah. a lot of times outsider looking in on our situation And even when my husband came into the picture, he came into a a point into the family when her mental illness was so rampant that the way I had to respond to her often came across rude because it was just the only thing that we could do to contain or to control the situation from it turning into a a blow up at every moment. Yeah. So 
looking at my dad, knowing they were childhood sweethearts, they went to prom together, they, you know, they lived this glorious life, ups and downs, obviously, with the mental illness, and him looking at me saying, I would have never stopped trying to help her. Mm -hmm. There would have never been a moment in my, you know, and in that era, the the wealth of information was so different. They didn't have the, we didn't have the internet. Like she was diagnosed in the late nineties. So like there wasn't like the internet yeah. was there, yes, but it wasn't like where we went for any kind of anything. So that was, it was a journey of him of learning how to say, this is the goal I have in life. This is what I need to do. And I'm going to try every avenue to do that. Yeah. And we didn't have the the help we have now and the awareness and all the pieces. I mean, there's so much more now. It still has a ways to go, but it's, you know, compared to that leaps and bounds, right? Yeah. So I guess my dad has changed my life for the better by teaching me that when you have something that is that important, no matter what, you will find the grit inside of you to make that goal happen. Yeah. I love it. Love it. And what about the best advice you've ever received? Um, I think it would be to just embrace you and be yourself. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so and I think I kind of struggled with that piece a little bit because um, I worked in corporate America as a cost accountant for probably 15 years. And I thought, you know, back in eighth grade, that's what I wanted to do. So I never gave it a second thought. I was amazing at it for the first portion of my career. And, yeah. But then like now I have like purple and green and pink hair. And it's like, that just didn't mesh with that. And I just kept hearing in the background, my aunt always saying like, just be you. It will always work out. Just be you. And I didn't, you know, I didn't realize how I wasn't a fit for that, that lifestyle until things, you know, events happen. So yeah. You know what? You weren't an accountant for me because this purple hair would have been just fine with me. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a couple of places that were okay with it, but but there was also a couple of places that they were like, eh, you have to cover that back up. So I went around the circle a few times. Really? That's so sad. I I led a large group of accountants for most of my life. And it's like, you know, I'm all about authenticity, right? So yeah. <laughs> lovely people who can't see her right now. Hopefully the, hopefully the photo she provides me will have the lovely hair color in it. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes. Perfect. Great for that. Yes. Perfect. So what's one self, uh, share one self-care habit that you practice regularly? And I think you've sort of maybe done that. Oh, it is absolutely hands down the morning routine. Yeah. Hands yeah. Hands down, the morning and not, and I'm not talking about making sure the kids' lunches are ready or that your yeah. lunch is ready or that your coffee's made. I am talking about taking 10 to 15 minutes at a starting point for you to do something that feeds your soul. Like that, cha- that changes yeah. your entire day. Absolutely. And when I don't do that, my day just goes downhill, right? It's just, and even this morning, I started my day and it's like, okay, no, I have to back up. Like I, I can't even go forward. I'm an hour and a half in, right? It's like, oh, no, no, you go backwards, right? You need to, I yeah. built a gratitude and success journal. It's like, oh, you got to do that. And you got to do your little visualizations. You got to do your prayer. You got to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so just well, start over funny. again, Maria. <laughs> I kind of stumbled across the importance of it. I would probably say like six months ago is when I really started embracing it. And then I'd say about four months in, I was like, well, maybe I'm just like, get maybe something clicked and it wasn't, it had nothing to do with this, this morning routine. So I started testing it like randomly. I've tested and, it randomly too. I don't test anymore. <laughs> I, no, I don't either. Like I literally, I literally had to tell my husband, like, I know this is going to sound weird, but like, I don't, I'm never sleeping in on Sundays again. 
Like yeah. that's because that's more of a, a big film the brink day for me. Yeah. yeah. Sundays is like the heaven day. And oh, when I have company in the no. house. It's like, you know what? Unless you want to join me on the floor meditating here, like, you know, find your path yeah. somewhere else, right? <laughs> well, and for me, like Sunday is the one day that my husband is, is like home to help yeah. with the kids. So I can say like, hey, you know, I really need about two salad hours of quiet time. Can you just go yeah. throw a movie on with the kids or, you know, yeah. to where I don't have to ask my oldest to, can you watch the baby for free? Because that's yeah. your sibling duty. Yeah. So, yeah. So for me, Sundays is a big day too. I usually try to get, I, I set aside like three to four hours on a Sunday just to do stuff that, that benefits the family from a financial perspective, I guess. Totally. Love it. <sighs> yeah. Now we're on to your favorite quote. So here's the thing. I'm totally not a quote person. If you want me to be as real as I can be, I could read a ton of quotes and be like, oh yeah, that's a cool quote. But like I, for the life of me, I don't like though. It just doesn't, they resonate with me in the moment, Yeah. but they don't ever live past the moment for me. That's okay. And I've actually struggled with this on the entre, you know, when you become an entrepreneur, because you, you know, you start out by comparing your, what you're doing to somebody else or to, you know, oh, maybe I like this or that. And then I'm like, they all post quotes, but where would I get my quotes from? Like, I'm just not a quotes person. And you know what? That's cool. That's cool. I love quotes, but you know, if you're not a quote person, that's cool. I believe in authenticity and we're going to go with that. Yeah. Sounds good. Perfect. Do you like books? I do like books. Okay. Because the books are my what thing. are you reading right now? <laughs> uh, hold on, let me pull up my list right here because I had it pulled up and I'm horrible because I don't I'm not good at quotes. I'm also not good at remembering the name of the book. How about that? Me either. I always have a pile right by me and I always have to hang on, let me just grab the book. Hang on. I don't know yeah, what hold on. I know I know what I'm reading. Um, I just finished Millionaire Success Habits. Ah. Um, which was Is that by Dean. Yes, Dean yeah. something. Yeah. So it was, I just thought it was interesting how, like at first I thought it was going to be all about like, here's, here's financial tips to be a good business person. But I took so much from his positive. Did you read the yeah. book? I've probably about a third of the way through it. I usually yeah, have it, um, books on the go. I felt like the first <laughs> third was very focused on the financial aspect of whatever journey you're on. And then the back half was definitely more mindset. And yeah. he had some amazing, um, like talks about, you know, how, how you can choose your positivity. Yeah. And he probably didn't quite say it like that. I'm totally paraphrasing horribly, but, That's okay. but I, that was what, like he said that it's better to choose to be an optimist because there's just so much joy and happiness in being an optimist. It's not that you don't acknowledge the things in your life that need to be worked on, but yes. why, why? tell yourself every day, I'm not good at this when you can say I'm great at that. Exactly. And that was so, like, that just was so powerful. And I even feel like we're going to instill that concept in our house for homeschooling and stuff. Oh, perfect. Was, I love it. Uh, yeah. I think it would be really beneficial for the kids. I love it. Love it. And the last question for today is what is one thing that you are most passionate about? And it doesn't oh. have to be your entrepreneurial world. It can be anything. If you like to skydive, like, I don't know, bring it on. <laughs> so, okay, I'll give you two. One, I'm super passionate about running. Like that's my, okay. that is like my go-to. I'm not, I'm not crazy fast. I'm not, I'm not, I, I do some distance. I, I kind of mix it up all the time, but it's like, 
it's like my one time that I can zone my head out and kind of yeah. like really just clear my head in a way that I can't in the morning for a morning routine. Morning routine is a little bit more intellectual. This is more like just, I just need to get it out of my system. Yeah. So, totally. but I have, so that, and then the one thing that I think I'm the most passionate about in my business is just sh- the simply telling moms like your life, you, you, you became a mom to be happy, right? Like yeah. so be happy. You made, you decided to do this and you, you know, however that looked for you, like you want to have happy memories with your kids. You want to have time set aside each week to bake cookies if that's your thing or to go to the park and, and not feel like momming has to be a burden. Yes. Yes. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. And that is it for today. But I have one more question for our audience. Yes. And that is where yes. can they find you? Oh, absolutely. Um, so if you are looking for my free tips on um, time, quality time management, you can go to mamawithmorehappy.com. Um, and if you're looking at more things about me in general and what I do specifically, then you can go to lisanormanproject.com. Perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. And I want to thank you so much for being here today. And I love these conversations, especially about time management, because even, you know, we have a little bit different audience groups ourselves, but it, that time management comes up with everybody, you know, oh, absolutely. on purpose, you know, time is useful. We're trying to do a lot, right? So, oh, yes, it's all good. Well, thank you all so good. much for having me. This was such a great experience. Yeah, I'm glad. And that's it for this week, folks. And we will catch you next week. And thanks for listening in. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks. Thank you for listening today. Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com.